everyone, and welcome to Agents Unfiltered, where we talk about the do's, the don'ts, and the what the fucks of real estate. I'm Allie. This is Danielle. And I'm Cassie Day. Join the three of us every week as we deep dive into some wild real estate cases and give our take. We are not attorneys and want to make it clear that this podcast or any linked materials should not be construed as legal advice. Nor is this information a substitute for professional expertise. We are not lawyers, financial advisors, doctors, or mortgage lenders, but we are your new BFFs. All right, Danielle, get us into the nitty gritty. Okay, so mine's from Georgia. My name is Georgia. Um, This was in 2016, and the case, the appeal was in 2016. I believe it happened in 2015. But this was the case of, and we don't deal with it a ton here, but I just felt like it was really interesting. But in Idaho, like they definitely have these like different ways of being an agent, right? Like you're a full agent essentially, or a limited dual agent, or they're just a customer and you're not really representing them, but you're still doing the paperwork. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we don't really run into that in Washington State a lot, but yeah. um, a lot of the states that are more like seller focused, I want to say, like Washington's a really buyer focused state. I feel like some of the other states I've worked in, like South Carolina is very like seller focused or was at the time. And I feel like those states tend to have more where like the buyer's not necessarily represented, but like you're more like doing the transaction for them. Okay. Totally. So perhaps it with that. So at some point in time, RCI Properties contracted essentially with Southern REO Associates LLC, which is a real estate company, mm-hmm. to have one of their agents basically run the transaction for them, but not be their agent per se. Okay. But basically do like the administrative act yes. to get okay. to it, like mm-hmm. time frames and all that kind of stuff. The word's going to pop in my head. Yeah. Okay. Is it not administrative? No. Administer? Administer. Stereo. I don't know. Anyway, it all comes to me. Okay. But basically, like, like keeping track of timeframes, getting documents from one to the other, like that kind of stuff. But they're not technically But they're not technically representing them. They don't owe them fiduciary duty and stuff like that. But they do owe them, like, reasonable skill and care. Okay. Honestly, it blows my mind to think about. You lived in the times when you had to run papers around. <laughs> Do you ever feel like aged by that? I think a lot of things have aged me. I'm like, damn. I actually think about that a lot. I think I told you guys, but when I was like working for with like kind of like a mentor and he was like helping me get started and sort of like helping him with his business, he was paying me to do that. I he went out of town and he left his cell phone with me and I had clients of my own inside mm-hmm. his cell phone and my cell phone. And I was like running up to meet clients to sign at 10 30 at night for an inspection response because we have to get back the next day. Mm-hmm. And my day was packed. And I was driving back to my house. And it was like 10 30 at night. And I like I was like, oh my God, who the fuck is calling me? And I'm like looking at my phone, nothing's ringing. But the phones had rung so oh much. my gosh, Santa my car was just like all I was hearing was ringing. Phantom ringing. So that's why my phone's always on fire. Yeah. I like never had my phone on. And that's years ago, but I was like never again. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, the wrench it all the time. But wow. Get time. This is electronics. Yeah. This is you yes. Know. And you had iPhone during this time too. So I can't that. Okay. So early January, the buyers decided they wanted to put an offer in on this property. They owned the three adjacent lots and wanted to get the fourth one. You know, for whatever reason. And obviously, it's like an investment group of people, but it's like running through one guy. Yes. Um. And so. Uh, they write the contract, they get it signed around, and basically, after they get approval, they have to send the $5,000 of earnest money to the escrow company, 
not the, the brokerage. Okay. So the agent sends it to the brokerage instead of the escrow company. And the other agent basically just says like, okay, correct that, get it sent to the right place in time. Or, yeah. You know, like it was already past the time. You get it sent to the right place. We also need an updated proof of funds within the last 30 days. So she, we're going to call, I think her name's Pat is her nickname. Mm-hmm. Pat sends, finally sends her his money to the correct location. All is well there. That has been cured. Emails the investment company, RC, RZI, and asks them for the updated proof of funds. So she, they send her stuff. She sends it over. Mm-hmm. That was on January 6th. On January 10th, there were several emails exchanged basically stating that the proof of funds was not current. It wasn't the last 30 days proof of funds. So it gets kicked back. So then she, Pat, emails directly to RZI Investments saying, hey, I need an updated proof of funds. Okay, so I'm going to like go through the time frame very yeah. specifically mm-hmm. just because I just want you to see how tight this time frame was. Okay, so January 12th, the seller broker, Pat, got an email at message at 4.08 p.m. saying your contract was rejected because proof of funds is over 30 days old. Please send updated proof of funds. And the seller is now requesting extension to close to 224 2012. Sorry, 2012. I need this back by 10 a.m. So that was four in the afternoon. Okay. Proof of funds by 10 a.m. Okay. So Pat forwarded that email to the investment group and with the instructions of please read below. The guy, urgent, urgent. Yeah. (laughs) Alert, alert. Yes. The guy that she was emailing said he did not receive the email until midday the next day. Oh, no. January 13th. So he asked her what was going on at that point because he's like, I thought we were under contract. I didn't know there was an issue. And he didn't believe that there was a need for updated proof of funds. So he told Pat, his agent, that he would provide funds on Tuesday the 17th because Monday was Martin Luther King Day. Okay. So it was like Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Tuesday, he would get proof of funds. Okay. Pat let the other agent know and said, buyer's out of town right now. Is there any way you can give him time until he's back in town to get the proof of funds? So on the 17th at 8.52 in the morning, this is the good thing with, and what day is the week That's a Tuesday. Okay. And here's where things get a little dicey, but it's also helpful to have this because the only thing they have in the, the emails. Emails. Yeah. Which they do at night. Yeah. Which is so you know, good. Yes. It said, please advise at 8.52 a.m. the seller broker email to Pat, the buyer's broker. Please advise on updated proof of funds and extension. If it is not today, the seller is going to move on and your offer will be rejected. Okay. Mm-hmm. Pat responded at 9.02. So 10 minutes later. Yes. And said, buyer accepts the extension on closing date and getting updated proof of funds, but he will not be back in town until tomorrow. At 9.36, the seller broker responded, seller is moving on. Please advise we meet by end of business day. Okay. This all happened so quickly. Really. So quickly. 10.17 a.m., Pat replied to them and said, we did all we can, but the buyer will not be in town until tomorrow. He is banking with small bank and cannot find one where he is right now. He will get you the proof of funds tomorrow. If seller wants to move on, there is nothing we can do. If that is what the seller wants to do, should I call the attorney's office to let them know the contract is being rejected? So, however, during that time, so that was at 10, oh, 17, at 11 a.m., the buyer faxed the proof of funds 
to the to the agent. That's okay, the agent, right? Mm-hmm. But he didn't receive any communication from her and whatnot, so he just assumed it was fine. At three o two, the seller broker emailed Pat and said, "Your offer has been rejected." Oh no! Oh shit! Oh, oh no! no. Shoot. shoot! 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 So. <laughs> Property's going back on the market. Sorry, we couldn't make this work. At 4.49, Pat emailed back and said, is the property back on the market today? My buyer wants to present another offer with updated proof of funds tomorrow. The seller broker then said, you can submit the offer, but not until I have updated proof of funds. On the 18th, the next day, mm-hmm. Pat, the buyer's agent, updated the proof of funds and sent it over with another purchase of the property. January 19th, which would have been Thursday, at 8.56 a.m., the seller's broker told her that they accepted a different offer. Oof. So RZI yeah. sued Pat, Pat and her company. Okay, so they sent her a fax mm-hmm. at 11. Did she not receive it? Did they call her and tell her that? What if you're not in your office and someone sends a fax? How are you just going to know that fax appeared in your office? Mm-hmm. Like, was there any communication to say, hey, the fax? They, so they don't have any other communication in this case, at least except for the emails they said because there's an iphone as well like mm-hmm. i mean they, they, this is the time the iphone right so like taking pictures and sending pictures and stuff i just find that so interesting i just am curious because she didn't have fiduciary duty because she wasn't actually representing them well and how is their lack of communication her fault because it's, I mean, I get if something's emailed, people pretty much have things on them all the time. But faxing something, mm-hmm. given I've never sent or received a fax, it's like you send it to someone's printer, right? Like it's a physical thing that prints off. So what, is she just supposed to like never leave her fax machine again and fear that someone's going to send her something and she's going to get sued for not doing it? Yeah. So to add to this, in his deposition, the buyer said, this is a quote, either on the 17th, sometime around, you know, that time frame that he had faxed he said, I believe she didn't receive it because what happened was I finally faxed it and I also took a picture of it on my iPhone and I resent it to her, you know, again. Okay. Was Do we have evidence proof? of it being sent? They, not that I can find. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So this sounds like a bunch of he said, she said, and the company being butthurt and wanting to sue. Well, and if I'm the agent, if I'm Pat... I would be so stressed and like waiting for any information to get it figured out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, though, like the communication is off to me because, like, when I send an email and it's that important, I'm going to call or do yeah. or another form of communication to make sure they got it. Bless me. I'm allergic to bad communication. <laughs> 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 but I'm like, if something is that important, there's that tight at a time frame. I'm not just like hoping they're gonna see their email. Like I'm making sure yeah. that they're on it. On it. But I wonder if there's different body and if there's no, like you're not representing them. Like I just how does don't even understand that, that you're not representing them. Well, because you're still representing. I mean, I said they're agent a few times, yeah. but like they're still being represented. It's just not through a. Actual, they're not hiring them as a buyer's agent. They're essentially like a customer. And so you yeah. still owe customers. Oh, like, we do okay. it in the house, right? Yeah. We meet people. They're not our clients necessarily, but we still owe them reasonable yes. care. Mm-hmm. Or if they were to write an offer with us, which we can do. I just normally, I haven't. I just don't do this. Yeah. Is, you know, where it says like on our contracts here, we can say like buyer is, you know, or 
fire broker is representing whoever. Yeah. That buyer can also be unrepresented. Interesting. But then who does the paperwork? The listing agent. Right. Or whatever. Right. I mean, either way that works, right? Or for sale by owner, right? We're representing the buyer. But, and the seller and the for sale by owner is often unrepresented. Right. But we still owe them reasonable skill and care. Yes. Interesting. Where did it land? It landed. The case got dismissed. Okay. It did go to appeals. Okay. And then they ended up putting it back to the trial court. And the trial court, you know, still ruled with the, with with the dismissal. Um, dismissal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I thought this was a good one because it is a little sticky. Okay. I thought the same thing. Sticky. I was like, if you, because I can see it going either way. Yeah. That's why I'm like, yeah. this case is interesting because I could totally see it going where, because reasonable skill and care. I'm like, she was on it. She was emailing back and forth pretty yeah. quickly. Mm-hmm. But I agree. Like the lack of phone call and yeah. the lack of follow-up of like, we need, need this ASAP. Yeah. And, and the urgency her. behind it. I feel like there's not a lack of urgency with her communication to her client. Yeah. Like sending that email and not saying urgent or saying, hey, I just sent you a really important. Yeah. And there were cell phones to text. Yeah. And she said she had called him. Mm-hmm. And so like maybe she did. Yeah. But, like, but then he didn't actually see it yeah. until the following afternoon. And the other thing I was thinking about too is also how does he be like, no, I didn't see this the following afternoon, but then also send something to someone and get pissed if they didn't see it. I mean, like no one was yeah, on that yeah. game. No, no. 100%. Yeah. No. It was, it was like kind of just a mess of a situation really. If you think yeah. about it, that's the thing you got to just let go, like not mm-hmm. create a lawsuit over. Exactly. But, but like, I was thinking about it and I thought, well, when he first sent his documents, right? Like how often do we get a document and we forward it and we're not like looking to see if it was, is it what they asked for? Is it 30 days, you know, right? Proof of funds, like within the last 30 days. Because for her, I feel like because she wasn't their agent and didn't owe them fiduciary care, it was okay. Yeah. But if we're representing somebody and owe them the fiduciary care, then we should be double checking because we have to act in their best interest all the time. And if we're forwarding something that's not what was asked for and it's not, you know, furthering the contract that we're yeah. supposed to. So I just thought it was interesting because I think that there's like a lot there that could have been done better. Well, and yeah. I can see the other agent side of like, yeah, why aren't you getting us this? You dealt with that. I dealt with that. It's really frustrating when there's a lack of communication or you're like, someone's not getting you the information that you need to actually well because you're like okay is there an issue exactly that's what i would think if you're like yeah. Yeah. Me okay you just funds. sent me proof of funds that are old yeah and you, you don't know something. can i also tell you so they agreed to pay this agent fifteen hundred dollars uh-huh. to you know run the transaction for yes them. and the lot was worth five thousand they were paying five grand for the lot Oh, was this this investment's first first investment? No, we owe three months next to it. That's I know. Weird. I know. Wow. I was like, so I don't know. Someone got caught slacking, got butthurt, was like, I'm gonna sue. Who sues over that? I know. For the amount of money, I was like shocked. Wow. Shocked. I, I maybe they were gonna like build duplexes and they all. I don't know why it was so, so important to get this one lot, but I was just like, but they didn't have any urgency. Like he even said to her in an email, I'm not going to be able to do that. Like there was no urgency on his part to get it done because he clearly was able to get it. I do think the one place, which I guess she did forward the email, but I feel like one of the things like a subject line, yeah. on email, I would probably call it. Yes. Text. I would. Yes. I call her text, but mm-hmm. if you're sending an email and it's like, 
the subject line should say need funds by yes yeah or proof of funds by all caps exclamation point yeah literally like that that to me is like that there's that like yeah urgency but I'm glad the court ruled with her because yeah. she wasn't she didn't need to provide the fiduciary care and I yeah. think that that's a big portion of that I feel like if it had been his agent mm-hmm. I could mm-hmm. see that I could definitely see that yeah okay. for sure so you gotta Mm-hmm. That's just one of those things where the whole entire time you're hearing it, you're like, everything could have been so easily I know. avoided. Yeah. Yes. You know, and it's interesting too, though, because like, I think we all get in, in that like space sometimes of like, we're super busy doing other deals and other things. And you have this that, which I feel like she did overall, like as far as her quick communication, did a good job. But you know, like this is a customer. This isn't a client that's hired you, and you're running all over doing all these things. You know, like, yeah, and you get lost sometimes. Yeah, and especially a back when you think, oh, do taxes anymore? But like, I don't know. And if they don't have an office manager who's like sending the faxes to the agents, yeah, mm-hmm. how would you know? Anyways, interesting. Yeah, I'm glad we don't use fax machines anymore. Oh my gosh, someone asked me not that long ago. Yeah. I fax number. And I was like, no. No. <laughs> I had a fax, a fax machine at my first job. Who knows stuff comes through us? Yeah. The only experience I've ever had with fax is when I call the wrong number and you get that. Okay. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. That's can't call fax numbers. So it's strange. Yeah. Yeah. I can hear the sound in my head right now. <laughs> the dog sounds. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's a great, it's a great sound. It's very calming and soothing. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, it's my first thought. Yeah, I just remember like having to like dial it in. You're like, you are you sending it to the right number? Does it actually yeah. approve? Like, there was no like, you know, it would say give you a confirmation, right? But I think that was you know, gosh, the right person. I don't know. Yeah, death yeah. to the fax machine. Thank God. Apparently, back in the day, they used to have booklets of listings. Oh, like I this long over five times, but. They would like print out and you'd go into a real estate office and you'd flip through the book. Oh, of all the listings. That's fun. Yeah, because that's what that's what they had. Yeah. Man, it's not fun. What a life. Technology. That's really it's blessed us. <laughs> it has come a long way. It's come a long oh, way. Oh my gosh, the amount we can do now compared oh. to even when I started is and when we don't have internet and are trying to work, it is like the world is ending. Yeah. The apocalypse. Yes. Now, what's going to happen when the grid goes down? We're going to lose our jobs. Oh. <laughs> it's the grid going down. Alley. None of that. None of that in the universe. Shake that off. Um, you know, Tesla. <laughs> Sweet gridlock stuff. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, All right, well, well, off to our showings for the day. Yes. Yeah. Until later. Bye. Bye. Bye.